Welcome back to Twerry's Honors History Podcast. Last episode, we talked about the emergence of river valley civilizations. As life developed near water, some thrived more than others. Those are the civilizations that we'll be talking about today. Civilizations include China and India. Even though it is not a river valley civilization, we're also going to be talking about Persia, mainly because it did not have any massive bodies of water, but was still the first major empire of the world, which makes it very interesting. First off, we're going to be talking about India, which is a subcontinent located in the southern parts of Asia. It is separated from the rest of the continent by the Hindu Kush and Himalayan mountains. They were isolated from others by various bodies of water at water as well, making it a peninsula. India is surrounded by the Arabian Sea, Bay of Bengal, and the Indian Ocean. Since India was so isolated, civilizations were able to form without any type of interruption. Two of these were Harappa and Mohenjo-Daro. Together, these cities are called the Harappan Civilizations. They had incredibly, incredibly advanced technology such as indoor plumbing and a road system. The people of India have religious beliefs about the Ganges River. They believe that the Ganges is sacred and that bathing in it will purify them and cure all of their illnesses. Civilization started to appear along a few of these rivers in this country, one being the Indus River, as well as the Ganges River. This site came about because of Indo-Aryans that invaded the Indus River Valley. This is where Hinduism originated. The sacred text of this religion is called the Vedas and has no central founder. The Indo-Aryans also installed a caste system and is a semi-polytheistic religion. Another major religion that originated in India is Buddhism created by Siddhartha Gautama. It is non-theistic, meaning that they don't believe in any god. They focus on the bettering of themselves as a person. The followers believe in the Four Noble Truth as well as the Eightfold Path to Enlightenment. The ultimate goal of this religion is to reach Nirvana. Buddhism spread during the reign of Ashoka to the East and Southeast Asia. Ashoka, who became appalled by violence and decided to convert to Buddhism, was the leader of the Mauryan Empire. The Mauryan Empire was India's first empire and was located in northeast India. It had a strong central government and unified a large portion of India. Another important Indian empire is the Gupta Empire. After the Mauryan Empire declined, the Gupta Empire conquered much of northern India. Some of the achievements of this empire were in mathematics, which developed the concept of zero, and also in the medical field, astronomy, and literature. And uh, This was known as the Golden Age of Indian culture. After all of this, missionaries were sent to spread Buddhism. China is home of the Huanghe or Yellow River, which is where life developed in the northern parts of China. There are two major desert regions, the Gobi and Taklamakan. The two of these deserts make invading China incredibly hard because of how vast and hot they are. Another hardship for incoming invaders was the Great Wall of China that was built by the Chinese ruler Qin Shuangdi. Qin Shuangdi built the wall to keep out the Mongolians and to keep his own people in so he could guarantee peace and stability within China. Qin had a powerful and efficient government that rejected the teachings of Confucius, who believed that humans are good, not evil, no matter what. However, his reign did not last long due to rebellions and revolt. After having Qin Shuangdi as a single ruler, the people of China established dynasties. A dynasty is a family of rulers based on heredity. The rulers were thought to have been given power directly from God. This was known as the Mandate of Heaven. The Mandate of Heaven allowed dynasties to form. However, this type of government did not last long because the rulers were becoming corrupt. A Chinese religion that was based in China is Confucianism, which Confucius is the founder of. The key beliefs of Confucianism are that humans are good, not evil, and to respect your elders. Confucius spread his ideas to other parts of Asia and made more emphasis on people getting an education. Another key faith system is Taoism, founded by Laozi. It was the idea of balance and encouraged people not to seek material wealth or power. Then came the idea of yin and yang, 
which is the balance of nature. It's the fact that one thing cannot exist without the other. Example of this would be night and day. Now we're going to be moving on to in Persia. And in Persia, there was a small town in the Medes in 600 BC, where Cyrus the Great was most likely born. According to myth, he was born to a king, but was immediately cast out and was supposed to be killed. Instead, Cyrus was left alive. The people tasked with killing him just did not have it in them. He was cast out because the king had heard an omen from his sibyl that his firstborn son would dethrone him, which eventually came true. In Cyrus the Great's adult years, he unified the Medes people and conquered the king and his land. It is amazing that a small town became the first massive empire. Since the population of Persia liked Cyrus, he was picked to be the emperor of the unified Persia. As indicated by the title of Great in his name, Cyrus was a conqueror. When conquering, he had much tolerance for the people of that land that he was conquering. Tolerance is what made him so popular with the people that were part of his empire and the ones he conquered. That means he did not interfere with the one with the conquered land's affairs. An example of this are when conquering Egypt, there was a group of Hebrews now in prison that he could have enslaved, but instead of tolerance, let them go and escaped. The religion of the Persian Empire was the religion of Zoroastrianism, taught by Zoroaster. The main idea of Zoroastrianism is about how, for every good, there is also an opposing evil. By the end of his reign, he had expanded the Persian Empire into Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, Greek cities, and Mesopotamia. Eventually, Cyrus the Great had died, and the torch was passed down onto his son, Cambyses II. Although he had come from greatness, he was not prepared and was not so great. He had managed to conquer Egypt, which his father had failed to do, but failed in Greece to finish what his father had started. He was also a very bad ruler because he paid little attention to the people of Persia. He paid little attention from starting too many conquests and focusing on the military. As a result, the people of Persia began a rebellion. On his way back from a battle, he was ambushed and killed. When he died, Persia was put into chaos. This was where Darius I came in. He stepped in as the leader of Persia and led it into a golden age. Under Darius, there was an increase in economy, communication, and stability. The increase in economy and communication was from Darius building roads. More specifically, was the royal road, which allowed people to travel easier so they could trade and spread information faster. He created stability by coming up with the ingenious idea of state traps. State traps in ancient Persia acted the way modern-day governors do. Darius I had set up these state traps to control other areas of Persia that he could not communicate with easily. After Darius I, came Xerxes. Xerxes wanted to do what no emperor had done before. Xerxes wanted to conquer Greece. What he did not know is that this would be the end of the Persian Empire in doing that. Xerxes had only managed to conquer a little bit of Greece before they pushed them back. A short time after, there were more and more rebellions that left them vulnerable. A man from Greece eventually succeeded in conquering the Empire of Persia. Anyways, that is the end of the episode. In the next episode, we'll be talking about ancient Greece and the mysterious man who managed to conquer Persia.